2: Okay, it's Sunday, April 30th, and uh, we're talking about the renew renewing our minds. So we're going to start uh, with a verse that we started to read two weeks ago, and then continue with a uh, discussion of that. Let's go to 1 John, chapter 2. 1 John, chapter 2. We're gonna do verses twenty oh. through twenty-five. Okay.
1: Twenty through
2: twenty-five. Okay, that's back going towards Revelation. <clears throat> Okay. Taylor, do you want to start today? You never get to start. First John
3: 2? <laughs> yeah. 20 through 25. Okay. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you all know. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie is of the truth. Who is the liar but the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not know the Father, and the one who confesses the Son has the Father also. And as for you, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise which he himself made to us, eternal life.
2: All right, this week um, I made a little note as I'm listening to Christian teachings and sermons. And uh, I made this little note that I was told to go back and get out my Hebrew, Greek, English dictionary and look up the word for truth. Well, I didn't do it yet. I thought I had plenty of time to do it. And I wanted to look up the, the Greek, and the Hebrew, and the, all, and the English definitions of truth. So here we go, and we read this. And what's it say? Because you do not know the truth. Yes. Huh. No lie comes from the truth. Now, what I've heard, learned in the past, the truth is what is the reality. It's the actuality. It, it's based in God's Word it's not changeable, it's not based on our perceptions or our so-called facts. Our facts can change as we gain more knowledge. But truth is truth is truth. It's not dependent on our gaining new knowledge. The truth already exists through God. He established truth. Jesus said, I am the way the truth and the light. And so these things were going through my mind when I wrote that note down, well, what is truth? And so these things went down, but I am going to go back and get those words and the actual definitions, you know, out of a correct dictionary. So, so we're, we're reading here about You know, not knowing the truth, and so if you don't know what the truth of God's word is, anyone can come and say something to you that sounds good, and you might believe it because you don't know the truth. Now, who is the liar?
3: The antichrist, the devil.
2: He's Hasatan. Right. Hasatan is the accuser. That's what that means. The accuser, he's the devil. In Dutch, it's "devil one," "devil," 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 and that's like where all Deville that Disney, <laughs>
1: okay. yes, Cruella de
2: Vil, that all came from. "Devil" came from the Dutch word for the evil one, the devil, and then we anglicized it to the devil. Okay. The devil
3: Diablos is simply an anglicized form of the Greek word that suggests hurling slander back and forth.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: He is an accuser of the brethren.
2: When you start getting these word studies and meanings, it's like, oh my gosh, Cruella Deville, a whole big Disney platform based on Deville, and, you know, Cadillac Deville, and all. It's all based on the devil. That's right. Yes. Devil evil the evil
3: one Uh,
2: the latin uh is lucifer and it was one it once meant carrier of light because when god created lucifer he was the most beautiful uh angel and light glowed from him and he carried the light of praise he was the praise leader worship leader in heaven Unfortunately, he decided he wanted to be higher than God, so he got thrown out of heaven. And we st- uh, The Latin is still Lucifer, but he's no longer a carrier of light. light yeah. He's the very essence of darkness. He's the absence of light. Um, Hashtan is also known as the Antichrist, the father of all lies. And the scriptures call him the father of all lies. So he's the liar. And he's the the source of lies. Satan and his minions will whisper in our ears to twist and compromise the truth of God. However, liars can also be mere mortals who deny God and or Jesus. And they will also come to steal, kill, and destroy through their attitudes, influence, words, and actions. So we need to be careful and selective as to what we allow around us. And we need to make informed choices based on God's word. And that's why one of the reasons I pray that when I pray over other people and over our children and grandchildren, it's really important as to who they have around them, what they listen to, what they read, who they allow around them in their close circle to influence them. Um, you know it has dire consequences or it has um, encouraging consequences. Now the wisdom of God includes how to use knowledge, prudence and discernment. We have the anointing but we need to study the word and listen to the counsel of the Holy Spirit in order to renew our minds. That it all ties together. Now here's a quote from Dr. Leroy Thompson, Sr. When you start thinking, believing, and speaking right, you are going to stop certain forces that were working against you. In the past, you were cooperating with those forces through your wrong thinking, believing, and speaking. But those forces will be stopped dead in their tracks when you turn on them with the word. When your confession is made right, power will be made available for you to frame your life as God intends. Do you want a better life? Do you want to live better than you've been living? Then you must learn to think, believe, and speak the word of God. So it starts in the mind get it down into your heart and then you let it come out of your mouth as words of faith yeah. so let's let's you're already in first john now go back to chapter, five.
3: Forward to chapter five back towards the end chapter first john
2: chapter five verses four and five Now, I'm going to read it out of the King James Version. I like the way this was worded. And a lot of us grew up with this verse out of the King James. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. So let's have that in some other versions now you have the amplified, Jill? I
1: do. For whatever is born of God is victorious over the world, and this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. Who is it that is victorious over, that conquers the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, who adheres to, trusts in, and relies on that fact?
2: So that really expands. Yes. That really expands.
3: And down at seven it says, and it is the spirit who bears witness, because the spirit is the truth. Wow.
2: Verse seven? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, six. No seven. Seven. Well, yeah, six. No seven. Now yeah. ours in the Amplified it says, So there are three witnesses in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one. And then, yeah, that's an eight. And then verse eight, and there are three witnesses on earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree, or in unison, their testimony coincides. So, I like that. It's good you added that, because that, that just takes us a little step further, and it connects the heaven, the heavenly elements and the earthly elements.
1: And it is the Holy Spirit who bears witness because the Holy Spirit is the truth. Mm-hmm. So without the Holy Spirit, can we be true witnesses of the truth? Then? No.
2: He bears the witness. Yes. He but is the truth. Jesus said he's the truth. They're all part of the triune Godhead. Right. But and if- all truth originates from them.
1: So if we have the Holy Spirit, then our, and we'll
2: we bear witness to this. Then everything. If then we renew our minds yes. with the truth of the we word, we see
3: the truth. But people that's who do see. not have the Holy Spirit, who aren't born again, I don't think they see the truth.
2: That's why they are so I easily see, led into all, all these see, philosophies, too. all these worthless philosophies. You know the um, Far Eastern philosophies and they want to feel and they t- take take the Christian um, theology there's a difference between theology and philosophy Yes. but they take the Christian theology based on the word and if they don't study the word to get the truth out of it and renew their minds and their hearts they can easily be swayed away from the truth
1: I do believe that they want some type of truth to their life
3: mm-hmm.
1: so they grab at anything and when there is a physical ad, a physical thing that they can do like yoga or meditation,
3: meditation to
1: them that is where they find truth that's where they find what they think they what want what they
2: think is truth
1: right and what they think is right so and until they become the fact that Christianity is so abstract to them mm-hmm. they can't grab hold of it it's not anything physical that they can grab hold of. So for them to seek the truth,
2: they're not sure what spiritual truth is then. A lot of those other uh, religions and philosophies are based on works. Yes. And so these people want to do things that they think is spiritual and it appears to be spiritual. But it takes them away from Trust in God. God is the source of everything. He's the creator of everything. He's the source of everything. But it's And as we an are abstract. to depend on him. Can, yes.
3: It's and abstract.
2: he's the giver. We love because he first loved us. Right. We give because he gave to us.
3: But even God we is We do abstract.
2: because he did for us.
3: But right. even God is abstract in to In other that. words, he's just an intellectual thought.
2: Yes.
1: And
3: you can go to, there's many paths to him. You know, I heard that a million times. Higher power. Whatever again.
2: higher power that you I subscribe mean, they, to.
3: It's so confusing out there when you're not born again. Right. You easily get led astray, and I did for years.
2: Well, and they, they need something Satan. physical to hold on. Satan okay. loves those people because yes. they're very dedicated, and they'll spread his word. Sure. But what he'll do is he'll take a, a just a kernel of the truth but he twists it so it's not really the truth anymore. Mm-hmm. And he gets, leads people down this path that's away from God but to self-sufficiency or depending on something that's dead. True. All these idols, wooden idols. The Buddha. Old Testament talks about that all the time. Well, if you have a Zen garden with a Buddha sitting in it, get rid of that Buddha because it's not worth anything. And that's, see, that's how they, they first get people leading down, they, going down that path. Um, you know, horoscopes and all that. That's all part of that twisting. Yeah. Um, according to these scriptures we just read, it's all about faith. It's about our belief system. It's about our thoughts lining up with God's thoughts. That's, that's prime right there. We need to line our thoughts up with God's way of thinking, saying, and doing. And then we have to confess it out of our mouths and see it manifested through our words, and from the spiritual to the natural.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I can't emphasize that enough. And uh, if you were listening to Christian TV last night, there were several preachers talking about the spiritual world is the true reality. That's everything was created out of the spirit world Mm -hmm. to come into the physical world, and we've talked about that in this class. The physical is not the original. The original is God speaking words out of his mouth and creating things to appear Mm -hmm. that it could be seen by us. Heaven is spiritual. Mm -hmm. That's the original. Earth is the copy. Heaven's the original. That's the truth up there. We're the pale (coughs) copy. (coughs) All of your benefits of salvation are in the (coughs) spirit world. We need to speak them into existence to experience them in the physical and in the flesh. So you already have your health. You already have your security, your safety, your resources. Everything's already there in the spiritual realm we need to speak it into where we can touch it and feel it and see it. Yes. So, you know, the King James talks about <laughs> our, our faith overcoming. And, and then in the Amplified expounds on that to talking about conquering and being victorious. <clears throat> But the person that has that victory is the one that believes that Jesus is the Son <coughs> of God and has faith in that.
1: Well, trust in. The Amplify also faith says... Faith and trust. It ...adheres to trust in and relies on that as fact. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. That it relies on that as the fact.
2: And when uh, you adhere to it, you're not wavering and swaying away from it. Now, I'm going to read uh, an email devotion from Graham Cook, and this came out on March 21st. It's called, Every Problem Has a Provision Attached to It. It says, It is impossible to grow in faith unless we have something to overcome. Life is really about how we meet problems, difficulties, and adversity. It's in this process that we learn how to rise up and surmount these obstacles. And I thought that this was important because how we deal with these problems and diversities comes out in our mouth and our words. Oh, yeah. So that's, we either gain power or lose power in the words when we deal with this. Okay. An authentic life in the spirit requires both training and proving. Hebrews 5.8 says that Jesus learned obedience by the things he experienced. Although he was a son, he learned obedience from the things which he suffered. Okay, so that, that tells you right there that even Jesus had to learn obedience by going through some tough things. Every day we experience situations that form part of our development process. These lessons must be established in us, so that we are changed into the likeness of Christ. Truth not established is merely true. This means that we can know what truth uh, what is truth conceptually, but until it has set us free, we have not become it in experience. We can only prove that we are truth in Christ by exhibiting our freedom. Every circumstance revolves around the formation of Christ in us. He is our inheritance and we are joint heirs with Him. He is our promise and our provision because He is all and in all. We are encompassed in life by the promise of Christ in us, the expectation of glory. Therefore, every situation can have glory as part of the equation. Can you imagine? Every situation can have glory as part of the equation, even the bad ones. Okay. We get to stand in the promise of God and look for the provision no matter what the problem is. We have the choice to focus on the positive and never the negative. From this mindset, we watch, pray, and learn how to stand, press in, and receive under pressure. The promise, not the problem, is our prime focus. Knowing the promise allows us to relax, rejoice, and respond appropriately in faith because it details the provision for the problem in front of us. Remember, every problem actually proves the existence of a provision. All we must do is explore the promise that is also present so that we know how to stand and what to confess. So isn't, isn't that kind of... Uh, we t- we spent all those months talking about praying the promises of God. And he's saying every problem actually proves the existence of a provision.
1: Sure.
2: So there's a promise to cover it. Okay. So the next time you are facing a problem... Consider asking the Holy Spirit a few questions. How is this situation going to form Christ and me? What does this circumstance mean for my growth and development? How do I partner with you, Holy Spirit, to allow breakthrough to occur? What provision and or promise is attached to this problem? Once you hear from the Lord regarding these questions, keep those answers at the front of your mind. You will soon find yourself having different perspectives towards your current situations and problems. You may even receive a breakthrough sooner than you thought. Well, isn't that... awesome? encouraging and comforting yes to know that no matter what you go through god has a promise and he also has a provision to help you deal with that Mm -hmm. so you need a job right now and you know he has scriptures which is his written promises to provide work that is satisfactory not just any job but you have that jill and i have grandchildren and we have the promises that because they are our heirs, they're in our lineage. He's promised for, how, for you know how many generations, years. a thousand years, thousand generations, actually. Yes. That's 4,000 years, that that safety, security, the blessings will flow through us on to our grandchildren. Yes. So it kept her granddaughter, Katie, safe. safe with just a a minor bump when she fell. It kept my granddaughter alive in that automobile accident this week and she just got bumps and bruises. She could have died. An accident at 80 miles an hour, she could have died in that. But the angels were sent and kept that girl alive.
3: Well, she was not wearing a seatbelt and she was in the front passenger seat. She must have gone underneath the dash.
2: And how did that happen?
3: Well, that's what I'm saying. Angel. Yep. Yeah.
2: Covering her with the body. Right then. Sure. Oh, and nobody so can ever tell me that they don't do that because I've experienced it myself. We'll oh, I know. We both have had our lives saved because of angels.
3: Sure. And we
2: know it was them because there was no physical way on this earth that we'd have survived.
3: Yep. Something happened.
2: Uh huh. So I know... I know that I know that I know that angels do this.
1: I know that I know that I know that angels do this. Yes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um,
2: So I depend on the safety that God says he'll provide for us. Psalm 91, there's your psalm of protection. And you stand on that. And things will try to happen, things will line up to try to happen in this world. Satan will try to destroy you, try to take you out. But we have God on our sides.
3: Mostly you need to renew your mind with prayer. Mm
2: -hmm. Yes.
3: It's not that God won't provide it for you anyway. It's just that we need the reassurance through our own renewal through prayer that that's what's going to happen.
1: What she just said, the positive instead of the negative. You 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 have to speak of as positive of every situation, and you said every problem, there has to be some kind of positive outcome. God has
2: something problem. to cover it. That's right. He'll cover it. If so, you're okay. his child, he'll cover it. Mm-hmm. Now this devotion relates to the renewal of the mind, perception, focus, and how to make a choice in our confession, yes. our speech. So, you know, I thought that this was a very good devotional because... Um, You know, it just connects all the dots and threads it all together. Uh, Now let's go to the Psalms. And start with Psalm 42. David had a heart for God, but he went through rough times. So, um, Ed, would you like to read verses 5 through 7? And this is David talking to himself. (laughs) Don't we do that a lot when we're (laughs) frustrated and we start talking to ourselves? (laughs) Out loud? (laughs) Out loud. Okay, this is what David's doing here.
0: Why are you cast down, O my inner self, and why should you... Moan over me and be disquieted within me. Hope in God and wait expectantly for Him, for I shall yet praise Him, my help, and my God. O oh my God, my life is cast down upon me, and I find the burden more than I can bear. Therefore, I will earnestly remember you from the hand of the Jordan River and the summits of Mount Hermon from the little Mount Bazar, mm-hmm. 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 roaring deep call to roaring deep at the thunder of your water spouts, are your breakers and your rolling waves have gone over me. Yet the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime and the night his song shall be with me, a prayer to the God of my life. Yeah,
2: I'm glad you added that because yeah, I was going same. to tell you, go ahead and read that. So you yeah. thought the same way. <coughs> and then if... um. If you look at verse 11, it's an exact repeat of verse 5. So, David's, um, you know, feeling depressed. (laughs) But he did know enough truth, and he did know enough about the promises and provisions of God to tell himself, have a good talking to himself, put your hope in God. Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. My Savior and my God. And then he starts to talk about what God does. Deep cause to deep in the roar of your waterfalls. So this is all refreshing water. All your waves and breakers have swept over me. So let your spirit man speak with the Holy Spirit. Let your spirit... Your inner core, you are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a flesh body. So let your inner core, your spirit man, speak spirit to spirit with the Holy Spirit. And if you have a, a, spir- a prayer language, the spiritual prayer language that you don't understand, but only God understands, that's a good time. Talk in that, use your prayer language all the time. And uh, let spirit talk to spirit because that probes the depths that you're not aware of. It's a perfect prayer. It's a prayer of God as Holy Spirit speaking to you as the spirit man. It's a perfect prayer. And uh, things that you haven't even thought of can be brought out in your spirit prayer language. Let the refreshing water of the waterfall renew your spirit even when the troublesome waves and breakers feel like they are overwhelming you. And those troublesome waves and breakers is all of our troubles and difficulties in life. And we can feel very overwhelmed, even as people of faith. People of faith can have so many natural things happening and coming against them that sometimes you just think, oh, I can't deal with this anymore. And then you take a step back and say, but Lord... I'm giving it to you, you have it, you'll take care of me, you'll guide me as to what I need to do, if there's anything I need to do, but I'm putting it in your hands. And just speak to him spirit to spirit, and that renews your mind, gets it back into a right frame, and it gives you hope, encouragement, and peace. And we know our words affect our flesh, so if you allow things to poison your mind, you can get physically ill from it, but when you renew your mind with the refreshing word of God, that keeps your body in good health, keeps your emotions in a state of well-being. And so that's why we pray, thank you, Lord, for your divine health, wellness, and well-being. And it covers all three parts of uh, of your existence. Body, soul, and spirit. Mm -hmm. Now, David faced overwhelming sorrow and life threatening circumstances. His flesh felt emotions that were distressed, disheartening, defeated, and sad. But David knew how to pull himself out of the pit of despair through talking to God, praising God, and talking as though he already had the victory in dire circumstances. So we need to talk to God, then talk to ourselves. Repurpose, uh, purposefully, realign our thoughts and emotions. Refresh ourselves in reading the word, talking to God, and in surrounding ourselves with good things. Acknowledge that God works all things for the good in our lives because we are his children and we have faith in him. Change our words, praise the Lord. Let's go to Psalm 12. Let's back up a little bit Psalm 12. And we're going to throw in some scripture here that ties that and uh, some other aspects that we're we'll, uh, discuss in the next few weeks. <clears throat> Psalm 12 verses three through 7, Taylor.
3: May the Lord cut off all flattering lips, the tongue that speaks great things, who have said with our tongues we will prevail, our lips are our own, who is the Lord over us. Because of the devastation of the afflicted, because of the groaning of the needy, now I will arise, says the Lord, I will set him in the safety for which he belongs. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace on the earth refined seven times thou O Lord will keep them Thou will preserve him from this generation forever
2: okay uh, I, I'll run it out of the NIV may the Lord cut off all flattering lips and every boastful tongue that says we will triumph with their tongues we own our lips who is our master because of the oppression of the weak In the groaning of the needy, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will protect them from those who malign them. And the words of the Lord are flawless, like silver refined in a furnace of clay, purified seven times. O Lord, you will keep us safe and protect us from such people forever. Okay, now go to Psalm 16. Just verse 1. And I'll say that in the NIV. Keep me safe, O God, for in you I take refuge. I said to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. Anyone want to read that in another version?
3: No, that was one and two. One and two, or just
1: one? Is that what I read? OK. Yeah, I read both of them. That's yeah. OK.
3: Preserve me, O God, for take refuge in thee. I have said to the Lord, Thou art my Lord. I have no good besides thee.
1: I have no good beside or beyond you.
3: Mm-hmm. Is
1: what mine says.
2: Okay. Then go to Psalm 119. And we're going to do verses 123 through 125. Wow Yeah, 119 is the longest yeah. psalm. <clears throat> 123 one to 125. Okay, do you want to read that, Jill?
1: My eyes
2: fail, watching
1: for your salvation and for the fulfillment of your righteous promise. Deal with your servant accordingly to your mercy and loving kindness, and teach me your state status. I am your servant. Give me understanding, discernment, and comprehension, that I may know, discern, and be familiar with the character of your testimonies."
2: Okay. Uh, the NIV's a lot simpler. My eyes fail looking for your salvation, looking for your righteous promise. Deal with your servant according to your love and teach me your decrees. I am your servant. Give me discernment that I may understand your statutes. Anything different in your version? No, okay. okay, and then uh, Psalm 141. Okay, so on 141, verse 3, Set a guard over my mouth, O Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Love it. Boy, do I need that every day. Yeah. <laughs> I probably ought to print this one out.
1: Tattoo it on your, your arm.
2: Hey, okay. <laughs> On your hand. Yeah, right there. What? Yeah.
1: And then, like, then use that
2: hand to put it over my mouth. Yeah. Again, I say.
1: (laughs) How about you, Ed? Do you want to read that out of the amplified?
0: Set a guard, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep watch at the door of my lips. Okay.
2: (laughs) That is a door. It's a doorway. It's a gateway. It's a gateway to curse or blessing.
3: (laughs) That my father (coughs) told me. He had a. He said there was a Greek word for keeping a secret. And he said the word was herkos ondonton, meaning behind the teeth. Okay. And I always found that fascinating, you know, to keep a secret. Is, and keeping your lips shut is basically the same thing. Keep it behind your teeth. And behind
2: your teeth is your yeah. tongue. That's that's right. It all relates to what James wrote about about your tongue. So that thing yes. about guard my dad always stuck
3: in my head. That was a good now story. How that?
2: What's that Greek? Don-
3: herkos ondonton. O-da-nt-ta. meaning behind call. your teeth.
2: Odontan is where your orthodontist and uh-huh. dentition and, and dentist.
3: Then must mean behind. Dentistry,
2: yeah. all those words came from that. Hercos? I
3: had to look His it up. His dad
2: knew uh, Greek. Yeah. Obviously. Pretty good yeah. Greek. Uh-huh. And I, what, a smattering of Hebrew? No, no uh,
3: Latin. Lap- he knew okay. Latin real well.
2: He, I, Latin I thought it was two languages that he had studied. But he knew a fair amount of Greek and a smattering of Latin.
3: Always well, used to tell us, "Keep her mouth shut
2: and keep a secret." If you read um, Perry Stone's book about the gates of heaven, mm-hmm. the key, and then you'll hear, hear pe- people preaching about the uh,
3: opening the gates,
2: opening the, the gates, the keys, yeah. the keys, mm-hmm. The keys, to the, heaven. Mm-hmm. The keys yeah. to the gates of heaven, and mm-hmm. all those. Well, it's actually your senses. Mm-hmm. And that gate, one of those gates, is your mouth. Mm-hmm. The doorway, and right here, that all relates to this. Okay. The doorway of your mouth, which is your tongue, oh. you know?
3: I'm reading that right now.
2: Yes. That book by Perry Stone. Yes, you yeah. know. I have quite a few of those Perry Stone books. They are quite enlightening. Um, so yeah, this is something we need to to live by. and. Um, Look it's based that. on that spiritual law about controlling your words. <laughs> and tattoo it on our forehead. It all goes back to the power of your words in your life. <laughs> That's right. I'm believe. So who is Lord over your thoughts, speech, and actions? We need to evaluate ourselves according to God's standards, ask him for guidance and help, renew our minds with the word, then apply our findings to our practices. Uh, Matthew 7, verses 24 to 27. And we're just about ready to wind up. I'm going to leave you with the, a few thoughts here. Uh, Matthew 7, 24 to 27. I'll read the NIV. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash." So I think that's a pretty simple concept. The word is foundation. Both persons heard the word of Jesus, but they acted differently in building their houses. They both were subjected to the same storm, but had drastically different results or consequences. Well, we're the same way. We deal with circumstances, and we maybe have the word of God, but do we actually use it? Do we practice and speak his word? Okay, Proverbs 12 verse 13 through 15, out of the NIV. Proverbs 12, 13 through 15. Okay. An evil man is trapped by his sinful talk, but a righteous man escapes trouble. From the fruit of his lips, a man is filled with good things as surely as the work of his hands rewards him. The way of a fool seems right to him, but a wise man listens to advice. And I also add to that, and listens to the wisdom of God. So we're going to end with that. Does anyone have any thoughts, comments on that?
3: A man will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth hmm.
2: the fruit of your mouth is the words and what they
3: produce right. or don't produce never thought of language as being a fruit exactly no. well, that's a good analogy
2: it can be a sweet fruit or a bitter fruit it can mostly, be fresh water, water or salt bitter. Yes. yeah <laughs> okay. okay so we'll call <coughs> that the end of the day for, okay. and next week we're going to start talking uh, the next section, which is confessing God's word when you speak. And we're, There's lots of scriptures to explain why you should confess what he says. Your words should line up with God. There's scriptures for that.